This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, as always, presented by our good friends over at Scentlock. Uh, you guys know I am a sucker for Scentlock. Um, just phenomenal toolkits that they have, uh, their carbon technology for maximum odor absorption. You guys got to go check out our friends over at Scentlock. I am excited about today. I've got Andrew Hughes from Trophy Ridge. Andrew, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Dylan. How you doing today? Well, you know, uh, we got back from ATA and, uh, seems like everybody got sick. Um, so it was a rough show. Um, I was lucky that I didn't get sick. Um, but a lot of guys on our team did and, uh, ended up having to pull out of sheep week and SCI. So, um, you know, I was one of the lucky ones that didn't get sick, but I still didn't have to go to the other shows. So <laughs> I kind of got lucky, I guess. Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Fortunately, I dodged that bullet as well, but you're right. There's several people who are who are down for the count last week, but I think everybody's on the up and up at this point. Now, Andrew, what is your uh, what's your role at, at, at Trophy Ridge? So I am a design engineer. Uh, I, I mainly focus on designing the accessory products. I do some work in, in youth archery as well. Um, but yeah, my day-to-day is uh, basically... Coming up with ideas for new stuff, working with our product management to fill um, the spaces in our offerings that they'd like to see. And, you know, beyond that, it's just working through uh, designs to see, you know, if these ideas actually can work out. I, uh, I'm excited. The reason I'm excited is because I've gotten a lot of questions, a lot of, of messages, a lot of emails about these new Trophy Ridge accessories. Uh, specifically the digital react and and how it works and what it does and and kind of what sets it apart and so I'm excited to dive in with uh, somebody who knows all the inner workings of that site and it's not just me saying yeah it's a cool site um, because it is a phenomenal site um, and trophy Ridge this this last week at ATA um, kind of dropped three new pieces of accessories that I'm really excited about. Um, that, that I personally believe will take Trophy Ridge uh, and the accessory line kind of to that next level. Um, and so let's dive in, man, and let's start with uh, the one that everybody wants to know about, that React Digital. Um, run me through the details of that React Digital. Yeah, absolutely. We are just as excited about it, if not more so, uh, than everybody else. But yeah, we, we're very excited to reveal the digital react at uh, ata um and just to dive in like you're saying we have two offerings in that product we're, we're coming out of the gate with the single pin and a what we call the trio hooded version of that site uh, and the single pin actually is going to be available in a left hand as well um, so the details, right? Because that's what everybody wants to know. How does it work? What What's it do? If, if your listeners are familiar with React technology, 
um, that's very helpful. But just as a, as a quick refresher, the idea behind React technology, which Trophy Ridge has used for many years now, is that you can actually site in two of your site pins at really any combination of distances, and that every one of your other site pins will then be uh, sighted in. And it really helps build confidence in archers who are not as used to shooting at further distances. So, you know, if you can sight in your 20 yard pin and then step back and sight in your 30 yard pin, your 40, 50, 60, so on and so forth is then sighted in as well. And, and you can refine that, um, that sight even further by stepping back to those, those further distances and making slight tweaks. But every time you make a tweak to a further distance, say you sighted in at 20 and 30, and now you're sighting in it or you're shooting at 50, any, any tweaks that you make to that 50 yard pin, it's gonna make the closer distances even more accurate. So we've taken that technology and we've integrated it into a digital display that uh, I really like to explain it to people by saying it's kind of like having infinite sight tapes built into your site. So um, it's going to display the yardage that your pin is at uh, in, in any position. So, you know, it works like a traditional uh, mover site. And so, you, you know, you run it to the top, you sight in your 20 by gang adjusting. Of course, the site still has toolless micro windage and elevation adjustment. They both come with uh, second and third axis adjustment as well. And so once you've got that 20 yard pin sighted in, you turn the site on and you basically assign that pin location. You, just with a few clicks of a button, you're telling the site, hey, this is my 20 yard pin location. Um, in, the, in the case of the Trio, you're actually using the bottom pin as your 40, and the module has that, that flexibility built into it. You essentially, instead of set, setting it for your 20, you set it for your 40. Um, but anyway, going back to the single pin version, you set your first pin at 20, and then you immediately go, and you go to the second pin setting, and it already has a live uh, readout of where the site is, is set at. It's kind of pre-programmed with... A middle, uh, a middle range bow speed. So really anybody could set their 20, step back to 30, and they're going to be on target. And then, you know, essentially you're just going to dial the site down from there um, and start shooting. And then you make adjustments accordingly. So you either dial it up a little bit or dial it down with the main adjustment wheel to get your site on at 30 yards. And then you're setting that location as your 30 yard, 30 yard pin location. Once you've done that, basically the site is set. You can start shooting it. If you've got the room between the hood and your arrow, you could step back to 80 or 90 yards and you'd be really close. Um, but again, just like any other site, when you do so, when you make uh, adjustments at those further distances, it makes your closer range uh, readings even more accurate than than before. So I know that's a bit of a long-winded explanation, um, but that's kind of the main functionality of the site, and we think that uh, it's going to be absolutely great for pretty much anybody who uses it. So getting to talk with you guys at, at ATA, um, you know, I, I, I have been a React Trio guy for a long time. Um, the better part of five years, I guess. Um, and, and I've just absolutely loved that site. However, there were a couple things I didn't like about it. Um, and you guys seem to have fixed on the React Digital. And so you shared with me um, that those those pieces would be integrated into the regular uh, React single and the regular React uh, trio. Um, one of those being the wheel. Um, that wheel is super smooth. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves, and, and obviously I'm not going to name any, you know, any other brands, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when you really have to crank down on a wheel to get it to move. Um, because if I'm sitting in a tree stand, man, I want to slide my hand up there and barely turn it and get it to where I need it to be. Um, and that the new di the new digital has such a smooth wheel, um, and so that's coming over to the regular React um, trio and uh, single, um, and then. On the Trio, one of the biggest issues I've had with it is not having toolless micro-adjust um, 20 and 30 pins. 
Um, so in other words, on the regular react, you know, you've got to loosen the, the 20 yard and 30 yard pin with a, with an Allen wrench and, and move it down and try to tighten it back up. And, and, and those can become difficult to really micro, um, and fine, um, side in. And so that's another thing you've guys got now have micro toolless, uh, 20 and 30 yard pins, uh, on the react digital trio. And that's going to be coming over to the regular react. So not that's only, right. not only did you guys come out with a digital that fixed issues that I, uh, small issues that I had with the regular trio. Um, but you're also going to be fixing the regular trio with those things. So even if you don't want to go digital, the regular trio is now better in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we, we really wanted to bring a elevated user experience uh, for both of these products. And of course, anytime we come up with new technology, you could see across all the brands that um, we, you know, we want our customers to have access to those improvements. So to your, to your exact point, I mean, just to kind of put a, a, a finer, uh, you know, a finer look at it, our, our previous mover sites had what I think is a fairly typical approach where you essentially have a, a knurled wheel, um, you know, that's got kind of a coarse texture to it and it's pressed into um, a, like a polymer rail so it can grab that material and that's how you can make that vertical adjustment on the site. But in this case, we actually have a helical gear that's uh, machined on the inside of this site and it's it's interfacing with it's still a polymer rack but to your point it it makes for a much smoother turn um, you can actually adjust it you can really fine tune it uh, there's a couple set screws in the back that control the pressure of that gear onto the surface and not to mention the fact that once you've got that the way you want it um, there's a essentially like a, a lockdown knob that's built into the the actual adjustment wheel. So, you know, you can have it I, I, loose is probably not the right word, but you know, kind of that very smooth um, feeling as you know, when you're using the site, but then you can actually turn that lockdown knob and you can either lock it into place or you can just adjust the pressure it takes to move the site up and down. Um, and every user is going to have kind of a different preference there. So we're excited about that uh, development. And you're right, it is going to be a running change in our existing products, um, as well as the fact that the, the micro-adjust that we have on that 20 and 30-yard pin on the Trio hood, that technology, we, we've actually had it in our Fix Series sites for a couple years now, and our customers absolutely love it. And so we essentially just integrated that, um, that mechanism into the hood of the Trio. It doesn't make it any more bulky. Uh, it, it really is almost the same shape as our original trio hood, but it just absolutely increases the ease of adjustment of those pins. And uh, it works really well. Not to mention the fact that we, we actually have a little bit more adjustment in those pins um, just with this setup. They have a little more travel to them. So just making sure that we're hitting pretty much every, uh, every archer that wants to use this site, they're going to be able to. So basically what Andrew means is um, on the knob, which I, I had this as one of my questions, um, I, I don't like to lock down my knob. That way, if I need to make a real quick adjustment, um, you know, a deer walks in and I thought it was coming in at 30, it jumps out at 40. Um, I don't want to have to unlock the knob and then move it. And so I like to leave my knob uh, to where I can turn it pretty easily, but I know that it's going to stay there. Um and so that wheel will function like that, correct? Like I can shoot, you know, I can shoot all day long with that wheel not completely locked down and it's not going to move on me. That's absolutely right. And uh, you, the cool thing about the, the way the knob works is essentially it's, it's adjusting just tension, you know. So you can crank it all the way down to where you really can't even move uh, that adjustment wheel or you can, you can back it off just a little bit so it's actually very stiff. But in a situation where you'd want to move the site, you know, it, it's definitely not going to move without you doing it. But you can just make it uh, a little, a little more difficult to move on purpose. So again, it's just fully adjustable. Um, the tension that you can put on there. Not to mention the fact that I didn't even say we've moved to a new adjustment wheel design on this side as well. The previous uh, single pin and trio sites had like a four spoke. Um, 
you know, turn knob, if you will. And in this case, we've actually got just a, a wheel that has a knurled surface to it. It's a half inch wide. It's super easy to get your fingers on and it fits your hand really well. So, um, yeah, I mean, all those improvements are, uh, are integrated here into this new site. And, you know, I, I hate to jump, I hate to jump to even a new subject, but I want to make sure I touch on a couple other features of these sites. Um, you know, I went through the process in which you uh, cite this, you know, you cited in to begin with, with the two pin locations, but the coolest thing I think uh, that we've been able to integrate into these two sites is the speed mode. Um, I can't remember if that's exactly what we call it, but I typically call it the speed mode or the speed setup because essentially what you're able to do is starting the same way you cite in your 20 or your 40 yard pin in the case of the trio hood. Uh, and then you could just shoot an arrow through a chronograph and you actually go into the settings of the site and you simply put in your chronograph speed of your, your arrow that you're going to shoot with. And, uh, that is, that's basically your site set up. Um, you know, because of the difference between bow setups and archers and so on and so forth, the, the different things, there is a slight variation, right? So it's not like the site is a chronograph, but, um, you, you know, you're putting this, the speed in and especially like on the single pin, it's going to, it's going to have guys on target, uh, at 40 yards, usually 50 and 60 is where the slight variations start to show up. Um, and again, just in the same way when you're citing in first and second pin, any adjustments that you make there, you know, after are just going to make the rest of your pin locations that much more accurate. Um, so that's a really cool thing. And, and that actually even helps uh, the dealers who are going to be selling these sites in their shops because they can help an archer uh, set up their bow, set the site up, set it in at 20 inside their uh, space. And if they don't have that longer range um, for people to shoot at 40, 50, 60 yards, they actually can just use that uh, chronograph speed and get guys out the door with a bow that's pretty much ready to go, um, you know, with this new site on it. So that's that's very exciting for us, not only for the end user, but even for the guys who are selling this product to our customers. Uh, in last week's episode, I was with um, Nathan Crick from Identical Draw, and uh, he said they did a sighting uh, in test, and, and basically one of them had the React Digital, and one of them had a competitor site, um, and they wanted to see who could sight it in the fastest. And the React Digital was sighted in like five minutes. And when I say sighted in, I mean from zero to 100. Um, and the other <laughs> one, you know, took however long, 15, 20 minutes. That's awesome. Um, and so that's a, that's a perfect example of that, that that speed test um, just does it super quick. And then as you start shooting, you can really refine that down. Um, didn't you say that... Um, isn't there a way to like go? You can go in. So, like, if you sighted in 20, 30, 40, 50, if you sighted those in, you can go in and see how fast your arrow's flying. Did, didn't you say that's wasn't that a function? Yeah. I mean, it is technically a function. Kind of like I was saying, the sight doesn't necessarily function like a chronograph. So, if you sight in your pins, you can go in and look at the speed that kind of correlates with that pin gap. Um, doesn't necessarily mean your bow is shooting exactly that speed, right? It might be plus or minus five feet per second or so, but it's going to be pretty close. The The cool thing about it, though, is if you remember what your what speed your pin gaps are set at, that's kind of like your setting. So if something, you know, heaven forbid were to happen to that module, something, you know, if you're you to drop your bow and it's something hit it just perfect and it just, you know, smashes the screen or something, which again, it's a very robust site, so it's not a huge concern. But worst worst case scenario, something goes wrong. If you remember what your speed is, you could basically unscrew the module, replace it with a new one, um, set your 20-yard pin location, and then set your speed, and your bow would be, or your, your site would be set up exactly the way it was before. Uh, so it is kind of like, you know, remembering your reference point on the site. Um, what's the pin sizes on the sites? So on the single pin, we have a 19 thousandths and a 10 thousandths. And then on the trio, they're going to come with a 10 thousandths for the bottom pin, which is a vertical, and a 19 on the top uh, two pins, that 20 and 30 yard pin location. I get a lot of questions on why 
why that? Um, why the two different pin sizes? Um, I think I probably got three or four or five emails um, about that. Here's your answer. Is it 20 and 30, which is your top two pins? The, 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 the target's not far away. Um, however, if you get out to 60, 70, 80, and you have a bigger pin, you're going to cover up your entire target. And so you want a smaller pin. Uh, that way you don't cover up your target. And yep. so uh, the two pins being bigger at the top um, are, are good because, you know, at 20 yards, you can still bury it in whatever you're trying to aim it at. Um, however, if you use a, a 19th at, uh, you know, say 80 yards, you're going to be fully covering up. You know, if you're shooting a 3D, you're going to be fully covering up uh, that 3D's vitals. And so you want a smaller pin so you can really uh, aim it better and, and aim it more precise. And so... Um, it seems as though, Andrew, and I don't mean to toot Trophy Ridge's horn here, but it seems as though Trophy Ridge has thought of everything. Um, so kudos to you guys. Um, an awesome site. Now, one of the coolest features, in my opinion, is... We try, the, we try. <laughs> you try pretty hard. Um, the the One of the coolest features, in my opinion, is the different arrow profiles. Um, something that you could never get on a, on a regular trio. Um, you know, if you shoot different arrow setups for whitetail and then elk or moose or hogs or, or whatever, um, you can have different arrow profiles set up inside of that site and you don't have to sight your bow in every time you switch your arrows and you change arrow profile. Walk me through kind of how that works. Yeah, it is a great feature. Um, it, it's actually super simple, uh, amongst other settings that you can save in the, in the site. Um, just like you said, there's multiple profiles, five actually, and, and that are built in to the site in the sense that you could have five different setups, five different pin gap settings, different speeds, etc., in this module all at the same time. And they, and they're going to stay there under each one of those profiles and simply switching from profile one to two or three is going to bring back up the settings that you went through the effort of. Uh, dialing in with that site so yeah just to your point you'll be able to have that in there i think it's actually kind of funny um, i've seen some of the feedback online uh, since the release of the site and i did see where several people were like you know it'd be really cool is you know if you could have settings for different arrows and i was and you know it's funny because in a lot of cases somebody's already responded and said oh yeah you can they, they've already got that in there so so it, it, it's a it's a great thing. Um, it's something really for people to play with, you know, and just see like how can you implement this into your hunting style and your hunting hunting setup that's going to benefit you the most. Because um, I've I've had those thoughts myself for sure. Uh, even different like hunting scenarios, um, shooting a heavier arrow if you know you're going to shoot you know a shorter distance and so on and so forth, and being able to have that flexibility. Uh, and, and not have to go through like, oh my gosh, I, I want to shoot this arrow. You know, I'm going hunting here this weekend and uh, I'm going to have to recite my whole bow in and everything. No, nope, you just simply change the settings and, you know, maybe change your elevation a little bit and uh, you're good to go. So um, there are several other settings I'll mention on the site. Some of it's kind of trivial, but some of it also is, is just kind of cool. So for the guy who's shooting longer distance, who wants that kind of refinement you can actually have the site display in half yard increments so instead of just displaying in whole yards it, it can display in halves um, and that actually you know it can be a perception thing but man when you're standing out at 70 80 and 90 yards when you're moving from say 87 to 88 yards whenever you're going even in that one yard increment you can really see the site housing move and so you're kind of questioning like okay well is it kind of at the top of this movement or is it towards the bottom but with the half yard it basically takes that out i mean when you're at a certain distance it's 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 there it's just there um you know the other thing is that as you're dialing the site when you hit every 10 yard increment the site will actually uh, change to a brighter color just temporarily and it's kind of like a quick reference like oh i hit a 10 yard so when you hit 20 30 40 it's going to kind of pop that different color and uh, it's kind of a, a quick visual reminder that you're passing a 10 yard increment. Uh, and that's going to be true uh, no matter what setting you have because the color of the screen can be changed as well. So the background color can be green, yellow, red, blue, aqua, pink, 
um, orange. So, you know, it's everybody can kind of have it the way they want it. You, uh, you can actually change the site from yards to meters. So for those who uh, are from Canada or they're in Europe and they're just used to the metric system, they can use it that way if they'd like. Uh, you've already mentioned the profiles and um, the site actually even has a section in there where it can change orientation because we use the same module for our left and right-handed uh, units. So it's all, it's all built in here in this one spot. And, um, and yeah, it's, it just works really great. Now, what is the, uh, <clears throat> what's the price point on these sites? So the single pin price point is $359.99. And the trio is twenty dollars more, so three seventy nine ninety nine. Um, you know, we we know that that competes very well with other electronic type sites on the market. Yes, the features are different, right? We're we're not trying to be the same as say a site that does range finding, you know. Uh, but this site is one that's so simple to set up. It's so easy in comparison to even a regular bow site that it, it has its advantages and uh you know we think that that price point is prime for a lot of customers who are even already spending that on other mover sites that don't have any kind of electronic features built in so um so yeah we're super excited about that i i do want to jump to again i'm afraid because i missed it i'm afraid we're going to miss it but that is uh with this being an electronic site it obviously has power and uh, it's got a battery, so everybody's probably wondering, like, okay, well, you know, it's got a battery. What? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be out hunting. It's gonna die on me. I'm not gonna be able to see what I'm doing. We, we have, we thought of that, and we've worked through it. Um, so it does have a rechargeable lithium-ion battery in the module. It recharges with a micro USB cable, probably the most common uh, cable on the market. But the site does come with a cable and a charging block. Um, you could plug that cable into your car. You could plug it into your computer to a power bank uh, as well as the wall. So any of those options work. Um, it it uh, On a full charge, the site, if you turn it on and just basically don't touch it, leave it alone, it'll, it'll stay charged for a minimum of 35 to 40 hours. I've seen them go three days, so like a full 72 hours before they run out of power. Um, and that's, again, that's if you turn the site on and you leave it on. If you turn the site off just by turning the power off, say when you're not hunting and you're not in the stand, it could go months. Um, I typically, if I'm, you know, during hunting season, I was using this site. I was hunting every weekend and usually at least once during the week. Uh, I would typically not have to charge my site, but once every two to three weeks. Um, so if you are, you know, if you get kind of in a good habit with it, it's, it's basically a non-issue. Um, it's so easy to, to deal with. In the worst case scenario, you know, that a hunter would actually set their bow down, they put their bow in the case, hang it on the wall, they forget to turn the sight off, um, and they come back the next week to try to hunt. We have a couple fail-safes. The, the site does actually go into what we might call a, um, a limp mode where the site actually, the screen is off. It's in kind of a, a hibernation, but if you touch the wheel or touch a button on, on the module, it will wake back up and you can use it for 20 seconds before it will shut back down again. And that way you can kind of get your bearings. Um, and that feature is mainly there to protect the battery, to keep the battery from becoming too low of charge and becoming damaged. So that way, um, you know, worst case scenario, a hunter is able to actually kind of get his bearings but even still, there's a spot on the opposite side of the housing where you can put a sight tape. And we provide our sight tapes in the package, just like we do with all our other mover sites. And we've been using those tapes for years now, um, and they work really great. So there are kind of multiple backups uh, in, in that case. But nonetheless, the sites actually have great battery life even still. I uh, I heard one guy say, yeah, because that's what I want to do is go plug my bow in at night. And uh, and I said, I didn't say it, somebody said it. <laughs> um, they said, well, dude, you have a cigarette lighter in your truck. Like, to and from your tree stand, just pop it in there, and you'll always be good. Um, and I'm like, you know, that really is 
a whole lot simpler than it sounds. Like, it's not something I have to remember to do if I just, when I get in my truck, you know, some of my tree stands are 30 minutes, some of my tree stands are an hour. But if I always just plug my site in on the way to and from my tree stand, mm-hmm. then I know that site's always going to be charged up. Um, and I never have to worry about it. Now, like Andrew said, even if you're on a five, six day, seven day, you know, backpacking hunt, um, there are some things that you can do in order to maintain that battery life. If worse comes to worse, uh, you still have the sight tape on the back, but then also everybody carries a battery pack with them in the backcountry. Uh, just pop it in at night. Just plug it in at night, charge your sight up, um, and you're good to go. Um, and so, you know, I don't think the battery life issue is a lot, it's as big of an issue as some people think it might be. Um, because I saw the battery life and I, you know, I saw, um, it being left on in the power save mode or whatever you guys call it. And, you know, it basically lasting throughout ATA of guys coming by playing with it, jiggling it, you know, rotating it. And, uh, and so I, I don't think the battery life becomes as big of an issue as, as a lot of people think it might be. Yeah. It, it actually like, you know, talking about the scenario that you just brought up a, a full week of backpack hunting, um, the site is so easy to turn on that like literally you just tap the power button and it comes on. So, you know, you don't even have to hold it, hold the power button down for it to come on. You do for it to turn off. Um, But let's say that you are on that hunt, right? Well, if your bow is strapped to your pack, just turn the site off. I bet if, I bet if a guy is is out hunting, um, you know, in the mountains and they're hiking for a week straight, if they basically just, turn their site off at night and when they're, you know, when it's strapped to their pack and they're not actually carrying it in their hand because they're on a stalk, they probably wouldn't have to charge their site the entire week. Um, I, I actually just had a couple sits this last weekend trying to get some, some late season uh, success here. And I had a bow that I had set up. Um, I had it hanging at home. I didn't get to hunt very much over the holidays and so I hadn't touched that bow since probably the second week of December. And I, and I popped it on um, this weekend, and I had a full battery. Um, and, you know, it hadn't been charged in close to a month, and the battery's completely full. So, again, if you just simply have the site turned off or powered down, uh, it holds that battery life like for, for a long time. That's awesome. Um, now I'm excited to get into uh, the quiver, but before so, uh, let me give a quick thank you to our friends over at Boning. Um, Boning has been um, the powerhouse in veins and arrow wraps for a very long time, um, and now, not now, it's not new, but they have some incredible Fred Bear branded products. Um, their Fred Bear flannel wraps is actually a a screen grab of Fred Bear's actual flannel. Um, they've got the Fred Bear camo on some wraps. They have Fred Bear veins. Uh, so go check out uh, Boning uh, because they have some incredible Fred Bear branded products, but they also have all of the tools you need to build your own arrows. So whether you're the guy who wants to build your own arrows or you just need uh, some components to build the arrows, go check out Boning for all of your, your arrow building needs. And also, they have recently launched their Pocket Quiver, which is just phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Pocket Quiver, uh, you got to go check it out. Go check out Boning. Um, I am a sucker for a good quiver, and here's why. Uh, because I believe, you know, old school, everybody took their quiver off. They get to their tree stand, they take the quiver off, and they're ready to hunt. Um, why? Because it, it was big and bulky, and it, it threw your bow off of, off of balance. Um, but if you have a good quiver, it can act as a piece of balancing equipment for your bow. Um, and it can actually improve your shooting with it on, not just, not just make it better if you take it off, but improve it with it being on. You can balance your bow better with your quiver. Um, and this Versalite quiver is no different. Um, the, it's very true for this quiver. Um, so walk me through the details of this Versalite quiver. Yeah, the Versalite quiver is just the next, uh, evolution in, you know, the quivers that we offer here at Trophy Ridge. We, we obviously have a product that's one of the best quivers on the market that has a light integrated in the hood. And so we're basically taking that feature and we're bringing it into a new light, right? So we've got, not only does the Versalite have a light built into the hood, it's now also rechargeable in the same way that the, 
the new digital react site is so it has a lithium-ion battery it recharges with uh, a micro usb cable that comes in the package it's it's perfectly bright it's a green color so it works great as you're walking in and out of the woods um honestly uh we're surprised that we're one of the few companies that offers that type of a product but our customers love it so much um now the versa quiver why is it the versa quiver well it's very versatile um yes obviously we're playing on words there but <laughs> doesn't everybody um the quiver comes as a one-piece quiver uh, it's a five arrow quiver and it comes in the package uh, built with two 16-inch long carbon rods. So it's a little bit of a longer quiver. Of course, that gives you a significant amount of vertical adjustment on your bow. But it also comes with two 10-inch long rods that you can swap the 16s for. So if you'd like a, a shorter quiver, you can do that. The top gripper on that quiver is also removable. So you can choose which one you'd like. Um, you know, I personally run just a single gripper at the bottom, but some guys love the two grippers. Uh, and not only that, but the grippers come with standard arrow as well as micro diameter shaft grippers uh, as well. So it's going to fit pretty much any archer that wants to use it. Um, it also can be attached to your bow in more than one way. So you you have a bracket on there that can be mounted to a sight, uh, you know, a sight bracket. Um, in the traditional way, it's got plenty of adjust adjustability in it, uh, both front to back, and then even you know how far you put the uh, the mount on there. It's got kind of like a we call it the football <laughs> or the eyeball shape uh, post, so that way when you slide the the quiver onto the mount, it, it doesn't want to swivel on you. Um, and then it has a cam lock, which you can adjust uh, in the locked position, which um, is really convenient as well. If you don't want to mount your quiver to your sight, it, the quiver actually comes, again, in the box with a post mount uh, that you can put directly on the riser of your bow. And we have adapters in there for the Matthews riser, for the Hoyt riser, and then the base uh, post has kind of that triangle shape that fits all of our bows as well as several other manufacturers. And so not only can you mount the quiver to your sight, but you can mount it directly to the riser as well with the exact same uh, cam lock bracket. Um, so it's just, it's a very versatile quiver. It's got a lot of ways that you can take it apart and put it back together. And, uh, you know, because of that, we think it's going to fit basically any archer and any bow, uh, you know, regardless of arrow length or, um, you know, where you prefer to have your quiver on the bow. You know, stepping further into the quiver discussion, um, we know that there is a market for two-piece guys. I personally, I love a two-piece quiver, um, but we also know that it's a minority in, in the market. So we want to serve those customers, uh, to say the least. So we also have a conversion kit that goes with the Versalite quiver. And that conversion kit, uh, you can take all the components that come in the one-piece quiver box and you can build a two-piece quiver it's kind of like uh kind of like quiver legos <laughs> you can just take these parts uh uh you know apart and you can put them back together um, and there's again multiple ways multiple positions that you can use that two-piece quiver design in but it has everything in the box there so a guy that ends up shooting the two-piece he even has that flexibility to step back and build a one-piece quiver um, he has basically, you know, all that adjustability built into that product. Now that is, um, it's something that blows my mind. I can't tell you how many guys I show my hex light quiver to and they're like, holy crap, dude, lights in the hood. And I'm like, where have you been, bro? Um, because it's like the, that, that alone has, has literally changed the way I hunt. Um, you know, I no longer have to carry a flashlight. Uh, getting in your stand is so much more effective uh, because you can flip the inside hood on um, and see what you're doing to get in your backpack to get out, you know whatever you're getting out of your backpack to get set up. You don't have to turn a bright headlight on and and blow everything out of the. I mean, it is a game changer. Just the simple lights in the hood, and I see so many guys and I tell them about it and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I need this." It is phenomenal. It it it's incredible. Um, and now you've taken it and you've put it on a sleeker, um, more streamlined design in a quiver, 
and a lighter quiver. Um, but also, you can get it, like, like Andrew's already said, you can get it even closer to your riser than you could get the hex light. Uh, it's got more adjustability as far as tilt, lean, um, in and out, up and down. It's got all this adjustability, so you can really play with it, draw back, shoot your bow, see if you're, you're, you're having to fight that bubble to keep it center, and then play with your quiver more. And you can run this quiver uh, to, to really be a finishing, balancing piece of your bow to where when you come to full draw, boom, your bubble is set right in the center, and that bow is perfectly level, and it's due to your quiver. Uh, you don't have to take your quiver off. You don't have to fight a quiver. Um, but it also has some features that no other quiver has, and that's some lights in the hood. How did you get that quiver so much lighter? Well, you know, we kind of uh, we approached it from different angles. Obviously, like we talked about, we wanted to make sure we had adjustability. Um, I think one of the things uh, with the hex light quiver, which I actually worked on in the past, um, was that the grippers, while being you know having a very positive hold on the arrow they were a little bulky a little heavier than maybe they could have been um, and so that was kind of one of the areas that i looked to, uh, to to really help reduce the weight so the grippers are significantly streamlined uh, in comparison to previous versions but they still do a great job holding the arrows um, there's a little bit less rubber in the hood, not so much so that it causes a problem. Uh, uh, what's in there gets the job done, um, but there's a little bit less there, a little less material in the hood itself, uh, as well as the fact that the rods, the vertical rods that make up the, the height of the quiver are carbon rods. Um, they're virtually the same thing that you would have in, say, a crossbow arrow or, or bolt. So it's a fully carbon rod versus the, the hex light having kind of like a, a mix, a material mix in there. So, um, so yeah, we basically have just tried to pick apart every section of that quiver and say, okay, where can we reduce the weight here? Where have we used more than we need? And, and then just make sure that it functions, it functions well, but then at the, uh, you know, kind of the optimum material usage point. Now, let me give a note to my guys, my traditional guys. Um, in my opinion, Trophy Ridge makes the best quivers there are um, for a compound. However, if you're a longbow guy, um, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Selway Archery. Um, and you guys know that Bear Archery has kind of worked with Chris Perino and Selway to design the Grayling Quiver, um, which is that old Fred Bear Green um, quiver that gives your bow that real nostalgic look, but also uh, an incredible performing quiver. Um, and Bear Archery is actually now carrying those Grayling quivers. So you can go to beararchery.com and you can order those Grayling quivers. Um, so if you're a traditional guy, let me just throw in there that uh, the best quiver on the market, Selway Archery, has come to beararchery.com. And then if you're not a, a, a plastic hardcover, uh, a hard quiver kind of guy, you can always go to Selway and get you a beautiful leather hood um, but that's exciting that bear archery has begun to carry those quivers so head over to beararchery.com check out the grayling quiver from selway um on to the shock stop a new stabilizer wait wait, wait, wait. i missed something what's the price point on uh the versalite right right we definitely want to touch that so the versalite one piece quiver uh comes in at 149.99 uh, for those guys who really want the two-piece conversion kit, that's going to be available for $39.99. And uh, while we're still on the subject, just to touch on it, that quiver, uh, that single, uh, uh, the, sorry, the one-piece quiver with the 16-inch rods, as it comes in the package, uh, weighs in at 10 ounces. Good grief. That's light, ladies and gentlemen. That is, hence the name Versa Light. It's light. But you also, um, <laughs> I, I told you guys in the naming of this quiver, uh, you guys played on the word Versa, and then you also played on the word light, because it is a very light quiver, but it also has lights in it. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not, right? <laughs> what are you going to do, right? <laughs> no, uh, now on to the shock stop, and, and before I let you dive into the details and really what it is, um, my first impression of it, I walked up to the Bear Archery booth, and uh, the hunting public guys were, were in the booth hanging out, and 
somebody was giving a demonstration on this stabilizer. And uh, they told Aaron from the hunting pub, they said, hold this bow and hit it on the top of the riser. And just tell me when the vibration stops. And, uh, you know, he hit it and he said, you know, three seconds later, he said, okay, it stopped. Then they screwed the stabilizer on and they said, now hit it. And he said, there was never any vibration. And they said, exactly. And uh, I heard Aaron just say, good Lord, man, you got to teach your dealers how to do that. Because if I was in a pro shop and a dealer did that, that's the stabilizer I just bought. Um, <laughs> and so then in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah. well, now I got to check this thing out. Um, and so really great, great, great stabilizer um, design, which the Hitman is phenomenal. Um, the Hitman is incredibly sleek looking. However, I believe that, um, and, and the thing with the Hitman is you got the back bars, you got the quick disconnects, you've got the Hitman setups, um, you know, with a 10 inch and an eight inch and a, and an eight inch and a six inch, you've got all that stuff to play with. Um, the shock stop is an incredible, an incredible design to stop all the vibration. Just not all of that, you know, mumbo jumbo that the the hitman has um so walk me through the details of the shock stop sure absolutely and you're totally right i mean the hitman series has so much um you know variety built into it we all obviously shoot them here i shoot uh like a nine inch uh on the front with a six inch sidebar and quite frankly i haven't i haven't had the shock stop on my uh setup yet just because it's so new for us but man, I can't wait to throw one of these on my sidebar. I think it's going to be like just world changing in regards to how that bow feels. Um, but yes, that demonstration that you were that you recalled, it was one of the most fun things to do with the dealers that was at the, that were at the ATA show um, to see their eyes light up when you handed them the bow back with the shock stop on there. It, it was it was just fun, honestly. Um, it comes as an eight inch stabilizer and it actually has a weight that's essentially suspended on the interior of the, uh, you know, the, the main like tube, the main shaft of the stabilizer. And, and by doing so, you know, it's isolated with a flexible material and because of that, it's able to basically take all that extra vibration uh, in the bow and dissipate it without you having to feel it through your hand. So, um, I mean, it really is that simple. It's, it's not, it's not super complicated. It just works. It just does its job very well. Um, so yes, we're coming out of the gate with an eight inch version of, of that. Um, and it is going to retail for $69.99, which honestly for a, a carbon rod stabilizer in and of itself is really a great price. Not to mention the fact that its performance is, is basically, you know, one of the best out there. So if I if I understand this correctly, it's essentially a carbon rod that's full of rubber. Is that no, not exactly? The the rubber is actually it's actually isolated towards the end of the stabilizer, um, and, and then the weight uh, that's part of the stabilizer you know, that's helping do that job of balancing your bow. Not only is it there to help with that, just like a typical stabilizer would be, but it actually is able to move. So, so it's not that the rubber is throughout the, the whole thing. It's just that the counterbalance weight out at the front of the stabilizer is able to move enough that when your bow vibrates, the vibration that is still there in the bow, it goes through that instead of through your hand. I gotcha. Makes sense. Guys, go check out the, uh, the shock stop. Go check out the Versalite. Go check out the Digital React. Find yourself a Trophy Ridge dealer. Play with them. They're phenomenal. Um, I truly believe that Trophy Ridge is tools that bow hunters can trust, and now they've just kind of expanded that toolkit and that toolbox for us to pull from. Um, Andrew, I'm big on asking my guests um, a tip, a hunting tip. Uh, what's one tip or field note you've got for us? Well, uh, I'll, I'll stick with the one that's, that's taught me the most lessons, and that is hunt the wind because you can't fool a deer's nose. I think I want to just hop in here real quick before I'm done. It's only it would only be prudent of me to to make sure that I make it very clear that all these new offerings that Trophy Ridge has to offer have been an incredible team effort on the part of the team here at Trophy Ridge. 
James Mogul is the product manager. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to be here uh, today to talk about these new accessories, but he's been pivotal in driving the Trophy Ridge brand forward and making sure that we're offering products to the customer that, that not only that they want, but that they didn't even know they wanted, uh, you know, in the case of the Digital React. Um, and the other, you didn't you know, know you case, needed. That's right, man. That's right. And, and, you know, the other engineers who were directly involved in this project, uh, David Hahn, uh, absolutely uh, drove some of the early development of Digital React, as well as a lot of the previous React technology sites uh, in the Trophy Ridge line, uh, as well as uh, uh, Sean, who's another one of the engineers here. He, he did a great job working on the shock stop stabilizer. Uh, and we had great help with, uh, with guys, you know, kind of at a, in a third party sense, helping us with the electronic development and the program writing for the Digital React. So again, I just want to make it very clear that um, this was a massive team effort and there's been many, many hands that have uh, been laid on this project throughout its development. Well, and let me just do my due diligence in saying good job. Um, the Bear Archery and Trophy Ridge booth at ATA was the highlight. Um, every time I walked by that booth, it was absolutely popping. Uh, people were drooling over the sights. People were amazed at the stabilizer. People were, were looking all over that new quiver. Um, and, and you guys really just did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. So um, from the bottom of my heart to the entire Trophy Ridge team, good job because you guys absolutely killed it. Well, we all really appreciate that, and we're we're just excited to uh, keep pushing, keep moving the ball forward. Now, before we go, let me give a final thank you to our friends over at Koa Optics. Um, Koa Optics is, in my opinion, um, and I know that it's all opinion, but in my opinion, the finest Japanese glass that one could ever buy. Um, I've used Koa spotting scopes for um, about five years, and I've used Koa binoculars for about four years. Um, and I've just fallen in love with their glass. Uh, so go check out Koa Optics um, for all of your spotting scope and binocular needs because they are absolutely phenomenal. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it greatly. Um, I'm excited to uh, to get to play with some of these things and get to put them on my bow and, and, uh, and get to just test them out. So, uh, again, good job to Trophy Ridge. Guys, go check out all these three new products. But thanks for listening. You guys have a great week. Thanks, Dylan.